have a new guest with us today, Mr. Bo, who, full disclosure, I have fucked. And we have Lolita with us today, who told me when she found out Bo was coming on the show that she needed to be here because she's heard a lot about Bo from me. So she had to be in on this conversation. That is an intro. <laughs> that is the best, best intro, intro ever. Until <laughs> she I find out that out she of told you nothing but garbage things about me. <laughs> I did not. And I'm coming in you. for an ass whooping. <laughs> You got good reviews. Yeah, you, you got did. five stars. You got fantastic. So, welcome back, Lolita. Thank you, and welcome, first time guest Bo. Thank you so much. So, I have told Lolita a lot about our fucking sessions to the point where now it be- has become the bar that no other guy can live up to. Seriously, That's- she asks me now when I tell her about any other guy. Well, is it as good as Bo? Like you're the bar. Okay. So <laughs> Well, hold on, let's preface. Okay. okay. Let's preface. Preface. Mm-hmm. I know Scarlett's husband. Okay. She has amazing sex with her husband. Okay. To where that wasn't lacking. It was that the is true. That is not why she had a conversation. Know. Yes. So she would talk about the great, amazing sex she had with her husband, which is different when you hear people stepping outside their marriage. It's because of the sex, not because of the Shay emotional or well no is emotional it? is but intellectual she wanted intellectual stimulation which her well, husband was among giving her, other things among other yeah. things so she always talked about this great sex with her husband and then she met you and the bar went a little <laughs> higher and i was shocked because that is one thing she never complained about was sex with her husband mm-hmm. no that's true when you say it was <laughs> the the sex was really good with him was it different Every night, or was it the same monotonous? It was pretty much the same. He can get me to go in about five minutes. Okay. Like, he knows me so well, he he can get me to orgasm in no time. Okay. But it is always the same. Got it. But when it was new, it was exciting. Makes sense. Yeah. So he had the same moves, basically. Basically, yeah. Uh. (laughs) But now that we pretty much just have a roommate situation, yeah, it only happens when it's like... Okay, you guys know how I am with the bathtub, the jacuzzi yeah, jets. Yeah, we, Okay, that's yeah. my preferred go-to if there's not a guy on the scene. Because the jacuzzi knows jacuzzi you so well. Jacuzzi jets, oh, that's where it's at, right? But there's some nights when it's just, I'm tired, and I don't feel like filling up the bathtub, and it's just yeah. like a whole thing. And it's like, you know what, he can get me to go in five minutes. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like me sometimes when um, I'm in the mood to use my bullet, right? I try to set the mood with uh-huh. the music with and the, the candles. Well, I like to hear. So you I have like the audio. I have an audio that I like uh-huh. to listen to uh-huh. and get the bullet out and get ready. So, now do you do anything with the lighting? Um, it's dark. Yeah. Okay. I usually have it very dark. Mm-hmm. So, the mood, the atmosphere is important. Yes. Yes. And I try to just ease my mind and try to think about anything else because, as y'all know, well, I know, Bo, you're new, but. I'm very analytical, so I'm always thinking about something. Yeah. So I Hard have to be to very intentional about actually making love to my yourself. Mind. So making love to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, until I get that husband. Until I get that husband. See, but that's where Scarlett had her husband on reserve. Yeah. He's oh. there, and it's transactional. It, there's yes. nothing there, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's transactional, and she just hops on it. Yeah. Does her thing and gets off. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Okay. It's, so yeah. so the question is. <laughs> Bo becomes what, the interview. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious for my own benefit. When you guys are using bullets and jacuzzis and all of that, yeah. does the mood have to be right? Or is it just yes. like, all right, I need to end up getting off and that's it? No, I think mood is important. We are very environmental. Generally speaking, women are very environmental. Yeah, it just depends. I mean, sometimes... 
if I'm really tired, I was like, just, you know, just get down to it. But typically I try to have a whole process, mm. you know, but it, the environment is important. Okay. All right. Which you were very good at, by the way. Setting the environment? Yes. Really? Yeah, I don't you know if you remember how? our first time, but you gave me like full body massage. Do you remember that? It's because I couldn't wait to get my hands all over you. That was just a segue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. No, but I do remember. Mm-hmm. So it, it relaxed me. Wait a minute. When you important. say do you remember, do you still um, use those in your memory bank? Because I heard men do that. They have memory oh, 100%. banks. 100%. Do you 100%. use that? But we, I think we have very, the reason that we like taking videos and pictures because our memory bank is very short term uh, memory, right. right? Like you uh-huh. can, you can think about it and then you only think about like small little graphics. Like I can think about her ass when she was giving me head, right? Like mm-hmm. sticking up in the air. Wait, a thong. did you video her? No. 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 Have you ever videoed anybody oh, without yeah. knowing? Oh, oh no, not without okay, knowing. Okay, got it. Not Charlie, without these knowing. questions no. are for Bo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, not, he better not, not have because I didn't know <laughs> yeah, about it. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> oh, but I'm sure it happens all the time. But you can think. <sighs> I mean, maybe, it's so maybe. easy now with the yeah, phone. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But you, we get the visuals, right? Like it's not the actual act. It's like photographic. Does that make sense? It's mm-hmm. like a slideshow. Like, exactly. Yeah. It depends how you guys have to set the mood. I think it depends on what mood I'm in of molesting myself. You know, <laughs> oh, no, really, because if it's if it's a matter of all right, I want to think about how this person gave me head or this person gave me a lap dance. You know what I mean? Like it's the visual how this person let me stick my tongue in her ass. It's a matter of what <laughs> wow. you want. I'm so sorry, I that can't do night. the ass thing. Yeah, you what? do that. You like oh, it? Yeah, he what? likes swimming. Oh, you like running? Dang, oh, bro, you a freak. It's it, you don't look like I, a you don't look like a freak. Like you look like a <laughs> like a decent <laughs> human being. What, what do <laughs> I, I know? I was talking about look. I don't know why. I, I look like a second <laughs> grade school teacher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know Just about that either. For the audience's <laughs> sake, um, Bo is exactly my type. Right, bald guy. I love the bald guys. Mm-hmm. Tall. Yes, he's Pakistani, so he's got the dark complexion. Yeah, exactly my type. Hmm. And the big yeah. dick energy. So, apparently, according to Coco. <laughs> I'm glad you said energy at the end. Because big dick energy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, according to Coco, that's not what a person that eats ass looks like. Well, I, <laughs> wait, what does a person that eats ass look yeah, like? Yeah, I am curious. <laughs> Nigerian, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, you got jokes. Okay. Okay. You got jokes. No, is there a type? Mm-hmm. Is there a type? I guess not. Can- okay. No. No, there's not a type. But <laughs> I don't know why I always think someone's going to look like a particular <laughs> way. <laughs> Just- super- I got to say, hey, you are- I can tell you are a freak. <laughs> For our audience, he has a buttoned uh, up shirt, like a plaid, his jeans, very conservative mm-hmm. looking. Yeah. And I think. Yeah, it always throws me off. <laughs> Throws her off. Throws me off. We're all oh, every time wars. I get thrown off. Yeah. Except none of us like rimming. Well, I don't like doing it. I haven't done it before, but I will. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would try it if somebody was into it. Like, yeah, I would it. definitely do it. Mm-hmm. I just can't see the pleasure out of the exit hole. You have to be it's, fresh out the shower. You don't now. like ass play in general. I don't. You have to be fresh it's out an the exit, shower. not an entrance. Been so taught that my whole I life. like ass play. So, yeah, I love uh, anal sex. If you don't like it in uh-huh. general, of course you're not going to like it. Yeah, I love anal sure. sex. If you've never tried it, it's because there are different parts on the body that have ultimate like sensitivity. No, right? and I've heard that there's so, a lot of nerve ending there, there is, that's great. There is. Yeah. I just don't know if I could consciously get past the, it's your ass. <laughs> I get it. I mean, I right? Yeah. But I guess at the end of the day, it's all the same. It's all flesh and it's all yeah. a means Right. I think it's the stigma of it being tremendously painful because you you don't think about just somebody eating your ass out. It's like, okay, he's lubing it up for something. Right. That's and it's true. it's psychological. Yeah, right. True. Um but I've I've never had anal in my life. Oh, so you just Ever. eat ass but you don't actually tap that ass. It's okay. So <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. got it. I, I think what happens is for me, I get more turned on by the girl getting pleasure because the guy is going to come one time that's it yeah that, that's it because after that we need to make a hookah we need to make a sandwich right <laughs> we, yeah and, and seriously to watch an episode of the sopranos we need to so the thing is that go shopping. the way to do it is to make sure that the girl 
or your partner gets the ultimate satisfaction before you end up coming. Because if they can come 10, 15 times and you can do one, you've done your job. 10, 15 so, times. So the thing is, this is, this is, this is why I think Scarlett gives me a little too much credit, but it's about the, the reason that I asked about the mood setting is because it is a, a psychological aspect. Like if you are not completely, so you end up meeting somebody, even, even if it's not a first date, right? Third date, fourth date, whatever. In the back of your mind, subconsciously, you're going to be like, dude, what if I'm terrible? What if he's terrible? What if he's got a small dick? What if he doesn't know how to mouth hug? What if he doesn't know how to X, Y, Z, right? So the way to make somebody feel comfortable is setting the mood, giving the massage, right? Taking your time as opposed to what you end up seeing in porn, which is the exact opposite of what you should be doing, right? Agreed. Um, the 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 back sometimes. of the neck. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say that sometimes we want it sometimes. like that. No, I get no, no, no. I, I'm I'm talking about actually making you come, not not in the sense of just let me just pound the shit out of this girl, right? But getting up to that level. So it's a matter of having you in tune psychologically and mentally mm-hmm. where we are, so we can end up making you come, and then after that we can do whatever we want because now you're up for it. You're like, all right, if he knows how to eat me out, he probably knows how to fuck. Right. So it's, it's a, it's a domino effect. You want to end up getting somebody completely comfortable with how you do things and you want to be comfortable with how they do things. A lot of it is just psychological. So I want to know more about you two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Scarlet and Bo. Yes. Okay. Tell me about what would you like to know? Uh, the, the first date. Wait, the f- you didn't rim her. Yes, yes, I did. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah, you did. absolutely. You liked it? Yeah. Or did you pretend to like it? You can be honest. No, I like Aspire. <laughs> uh, I've never given anyone. I don't know because I never- feel like I faked a lot of things before, <laughs> and it's just so you guys don't feel bad. Exactly right. Um, so I'm just she saying, if he beads. did it to me, I'd we probably be like, oh yeah, mm. but I'd be like, no, in my mind, <laughs> absolutely not. But does Not that again. Serve, no, no. Is does this that somebody? Serve you? I don't know. It depends how well I know you. If I'm comfortable enough to tell you, oh, get away from my asshole, then that's different. But I like ass play. No, true. I didn't know he. Did I've that, never rimmed somebody else. Oh, but he ate you yes. out, and that yes. was really what was stellar. Correct. Yeah. That was what stellar. Oh. So the so eating me out. Tell yes. me how you, you do need it. To, you need to share with the In audience. In case we ever want to be with women. Yeah. No, you need to tell the men out there. Your secrets, because you're really good at it. At at giving head. Oh, you can also tell women because women like to give sure. head to women. Sure. Okay. Go. Yes. Step one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like I have to demonstrate. You know, but it's so, well, it's so uh, hard on taco. radio. Yeah, Trust me. Okay. Um, Speaking so, from the person who gave the dick sucking tips, I did. It was difficult. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's <laughs> it very hard to just. Sit there. I mean, if you're not able to show it. You have to be it. great with your words. Okay. Use your words. I, I, okay. I want to so, know more about how y'all, like, how it went down with y'all. I mean, I feel like we no, no, no. kind of. Okay, but first let them give. No, no. Okay. It'll give me a second yeah. to think. All right. Wait, wait, <laughs> okay. Come yeah, up wait. with these words we're gonna, that we're gonna Lolita has talked about. Question okay, real quick. What, okay. This was during her. So we met yeah. on, on a dating app, which we have argued about which one it was. Because I say it was tender. Mm-hmm. He says it was Bumble. Mm-hmm. But it was a dating app that mm-hmm. we can't agree on. He said he only had it for what a couple of days. Before uh, you deleted probably it? about a week, mm-hmm. Pro- uh, and and I really did. Um, okay. So this is unfiltered. This is uh, I don't have to worry about you guys judging me. I'm probably <laughs> no, like, no, so I'm gonna be, no, I'm gonna, no. Um, yeah. So we were even talking a little bit earlier that I don't think that I've ever had a fear of rejection. I haven't had a approach anxiety and, and oh hmm. my God. So meeting somebody online, number one, it's, it's, it really is like pulling teeth, right? You yeah. have to end up setting yourself apart from the 1000 other guys that are trying to get your attention. That's true. So not only that, they have to end up reciprocating, right? Like the same mundane repetitive shit of what do you do for work? Um, how, uh, you know, don't, don't do that. It's it's so so, yeah. I I, W Y D. Yeah, exactly. So I do like to know though, in case for networking purposes. I mean, (laughs) what do you do? Can you help me out? Are you really going to network? 
yes. from somebody that you've never met and don't know what the intentions are just based on what they do for work. Possibly later. Okay. Yes. No. Okay. No. If it's well. like an interrogation where it's, hey, what do you do for work? Those are the most boring conversations. It is, it, it's so bland. It um, is. And yeah, I agree. But I'd be intrigued. What if you're a CIA agent or what if you- Who's going to tell you that? But good, I'd be fun. good conversation. Even if you're lying, that's fun. I want to hear your stories. But I'm not saying that you don't disclose about yourself, but a fun conversation, all of that comes out over the course of banter and jokes and fun. I think that's, but that, the problem with online dating is don't you get tired of the texting? I think that is well, I cumbersome. I like, see, I hate texting. I, like I want to meet you and I want to see if we have yeah, a connection and I don't want to waste time and let's get together and take it from there. So the difference is that you guys now have to end up filtering out. Who is serious? Who's mm-hmm. not? Who's there to waste time? Who's there to just end up getting their dick wet and leaving? And who's there for an actual genuine relationship, right? So how can you do that just over the same same conversations on what do you do? What do you look for? Like I got so ir- – the my number one question that I just wanted to bash my head against the wall was what are you looking for? Like, yes, I hate that. I uh, ask that question. You I cannot don't from I now on. Please do time. not. Okay, because but, it I, is, but I think for Coco, it's because she wants to know if you are just looking for fun, you're you're done. Okay, if you're do looking you, for long term sure. and a possibility of long term, sure. she's in. She's Here, interested. Here's the problem. I can understand though. I get it. We don't Here, have a lot of time. I'm not saying you do. Here's the problem. Ninety percent of men. Let's let's round it off. Ninety two percent of men. We can't stereotype they, here. Oh, I'm stereotyping because I am one, right? Uh-huh. Okay. They think that they are smarter than what they actually are. Ah! So, if they their idea is to when you say what are you looking for? Oh, I would love to build a foundational friendship that will eventually lead to something else, and I want uh, genuine laughter and sincerity, and I want <laughs> you to cry on my shoulder while we sit there and and watch, you know, whatever Ozark. The notebook right? sounds whatever. awful. The notebook. And, <laughs> and the problem is that you guys can end up filtering that out so quickly that this guy's full of shit within ten minutes of the the following conversations. Yeah. When he asks you to sit there and be like, hey, um, you know, can you shove a cucumber up your cunt and then and then just send me a picture automatically all <laughs> that lying and all of that shit that literally is in their mind where let's be foundational best friends and let's do this and let's go hang out and let's go shopping for drapes. Now you understand that it's just like, all right, this guy's full of shit. We think that we're way too clever. So we're going to end up saying what we think you want to hear. And you guys already know who's full of crap and who's not so 92 percent of men on there are looking just to get into your panties so when you went on a date with scarlet you knew what you're saying is i already knew what i was doing i was trying to get in her panties and i did that because the that. first night you did <laughs> no we did not yes it no was. we did not first night absolutely not yeah wasn't it the first night scarlet nope. yes it was no it wasn't i was there <laughs> no, I know. Tell, so what, tell us. Tell us. So, well, I'm trying to remember now. What the was our first, first date? The first date was that Mediterranean restaurant that you went That's to. right. Yep. Yes, that's Ooh. right. No, we didn't on the first date. It was a lunch date. Mm, you're playing hard to get. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You knew the what you were doing. psychology yeah. part. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say you knew yeah. what you were doing. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is with her, I mean, she is genuinely not only interesting and beautiful, but she has mm-hmm. a lot to say, a lot to offer. Yeah. And I think for those, let's say, 8% that are actually looking for something of substance, that's very intriguing, right? So it's not... Well, it's, and I'll actually give him the benefit of the doubt here because one of the issues I think you had with me was the fact that I was married and not monogamous. Yes. I mean, that really was a big yeah source of conversation between us was him groveling with that issue. So he really was looking for a relationship and a monogamous relationship. But I thought Bo knew that because you were on a site where your profile stated that you that were married in an I mean, open relationship. So sh- he knew. Sure. So you knew she was unavailable. Sure. So what was your purpose in reaching out? I mean, you what, knew she was unavailable. What, what, that That's not true. <laughs> no, you did. No, I didn't. No, not unavailable because the I, the the conversations were. But you want long term. You wanted a relationship. It's difficult to have that with a woman who is married. And that's why we didn't end up having anything. But why with even a, reach out? 
Were you looking for a booty call? Let's be honest. No. See, you're 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 skipping step B and going straight from A to C, right? In order, everybody has a history. If I told you that I am divorced, right, and I wound up cheating on my wife, giving you an example, which I never did, but I've given you an example, your mind automatically goes to, all right, well, either he wasn't getting the sex from there or men are just piece of shit, whatever. What if I told you that she was emotionally attached to her coworker? Does that make it any different? Right? So I had to learn her story. Her story is she's married, but she's not happy. Now, the judgment part does not come in from my side. I heard what she had to end up saying, and now I have to figure out, can we end up building on that? If it's a matter of getting into her panties, that should have been done on the first date. But I was genuinely uncomfortable with seeing somebody that is married. But you weren't that uncomfortable to see her the second time and have sex with her. After, after the first date, after she gave me the background on what's happening, then yeah. I mean, like you make your own judgment from there. Then you have to figure out, is this somebody that you can end up seeing yourself with? But I think, I think with that said, you're not completely off basis because there was already sexual tension from the beginning. Well, obviously, right? yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not. I'm well, and we had chemistry all around, I would say. It wasn't, absolutely. Just, it wasn't just sexual. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So are you ready to talk about how to give head? Sure. All right. You got the words? I, <laughs> I, I have some of the words. All right. So the best way is I think the error that guys make is they don't pay attention to the actual stimulation, right? You get aroused by, I'm talking from a guy's perspective. Why do we end up going to, for example, strip clubs? It's the fact that we get aroused at a strip club, right? Then you go home and if you're married or have a girl, then you fuck her brains out because you are already mentally there. What I think happens is, and I'm not speaking for most guys, I'm just saying for, for myself, and I, I had to learn this, right? You have to put the time because if you do not please your woman, there is no relationship, all right? You have to end up taking your time and figuring out what works for your partner. So whether it is what you see in porn, what you see in the movies where you stick your tongue down her throat. And then all of a sudden you spend about 13 and a half seconds on her breasts. And then whether you go straight down and you're tongue punching her clit, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work. Right. So no. what you do is complete with me. I think it's more of the sensuality than it is the sexuality. So if you can have those slow kisses where you can end up um, having just a slight hand around the neck. And then you kiss the neck and then you go up to the ear while you're caressing the body. And then you spend a lot of time either nibbling or licking or kissing on her tits. And then even to the side, even underneath, even all going all the round to the waist, to the side of the body. The inner thighs are crucial. I literally try and spend about 10 minutes on just slowly kissing the inner thighs, working from the knee all the way up. And then the crevice that's between the pelvis and, and the thigh, because that is one of the most sensitive spots. And then make your way across kissing on the clit and then going all the way to the other side, spending more time on the inner thigh to at the, at this point, you really are going to end up starting to really get excited, uh, excited, <laughs> Uh, and then what, what people don't understand. Are, I just here? think about speaking for all three of us. Yeah. Uh, we got real quiet. Yeah. And then you slowly make your way, um, and you lick the actual pussy, not the clit. And you kiss and you get it wetter and wetter. And then finally, when you go up, you have to understand. And and one of my exes told me this, and this is what I never knew. You think of a clit as a clit. She said it's sensitive on the top. It's sensitive on the bottom and sensitive on the sides. So what I try and do is make sure that I tongue 
every, like almost in a circumference, right? All the way around. And then I have tried to, and you can maybe validate this. I have tried to perfect the vibration of the mouth. I had never had that before you. So I will vibrate my lips and my tongue while uh, my finger and and again like when you look when you watch porn somebody thinks that oh i'm just going to finger a girl the sensitive spot is where the g spot is and right above it so the more pressure you put on there the more intense your orgasm is going to be so after spending about let's say 10 15 minutes on the actual clit that's when i will put the finger in and now you're actually going to come almost like through penetration and through the clit and then with the vibration um, it's a little it, overwhelming. It literally feels like a vibrator with his mouth. And even before that, to go back to the ass play, right? Just because there are nerve endings in there, you want to know, like if a girl just doesn't like it, then you can, you can get it pretty quickly. If, if you are, um, biting on the actual nipple, some people love it. Some people absolutely, you know, like the, like pain is just, uh, like even the slightest bit. Is a big turnoff. You can tell just by the movements, just by the moaning, just by the 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 uh, reaction on what should work and what shouldn't. And I think at the end of the day, that's what guys are not in tune with. They have an yeah. idea in their mind. It's because they watch too much porn. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, no, that's no, hundred percent. No, not, it's, they, they get their lessons from porn. You're a hundred percent right. Right. And it's a matter of... But I think if they would understand that the clit for a woman is actually like the penis for a man. Absolutely. You can suck on it. You can mm-hmm. do the same motion because underneath mm-hmm. the clit is actually, you know, it's a whole other yep. thing. Yep. I just think that guys are clueless to it. They see it as something... Yeah. It's just there. Well, <laughs> yeah, tiny. yeah. When you don't put that effort into getting to know your partner's body, and it, and it goes vice versa as well, right? But if you don't put in the effort on getting to know that person about that sex is going to end up being the first time it's obviously exciting, right? You're seeing it for the first time. I mean, like you're, you're, you're in the moment for the first time after the third or fourth time, you're just going to go through the motions and then that's going to end before it starts. Right. So now it just becomes a task. So you have to figure out what works. You have to end up experimenting a little bit, but more importantly, I think at least for me, I get more turned on when my partner comes multiple times over and over. So, and then after that, it's just, (laughs) it's, it's uh, pretty much just uh, going through as far as the motions, because it doesn't take us a lot to come. (laughs) We just, (laughs) you can can end up blowing on us and we're done, you know, because we get just as, we get just as excited when we're performing things on you. We're hard as well. Right. So it's it's the sensuality for us as well. So it's not just we're sitting there with. But I think also porn desensitizes a lot of men, too. I think they're like looking for this crazy, hardcore stuff because that's what they see and they get turned on by it. I think there's also like a downside to it because, you know, sex isn't always like porn. But then how is a guy supposed to learn? Like, let's just say if he's. Um, insecure, right? Or he's aesthetically not as good looking. Or you just maybe need not- to listen to our podcast. It's very there educational. Perfect. <laughs> Shout Great out plug. to Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> we're popular in Turkey. Great. Are you? <laughs> yes. We found we're out. What were we? We in are Turkey. really popular. We rank like twenty sixth in all the podcasts in Turkey. And we <laughs> love your Turkish men. Oh, yes, and yes, women. Shout out to Turkey. Yes. Okay. Our number one. <laughs> fan base right now <laughs> i am not gonna say stuff right now. <laughs> i think they're trying to learn they're trying to figure it out yeah. over there yeah. yeah so i gave you head that first time and swallowed wow so, rate my performance no judgment no, yeah there's no you, judgment. Can no, you can be honest you can be honest because totally we're, we're trying to be better absolutely um the performance if i if i finished in your mouth then you did a lot of things right it's not like i was so is that unusual for you yes really yes because it does take me a long time to come i've heard that before but here's the difference okay you just said all you have to do is blow on it (laughs) so you're contradicting yourself i'm I'm telling you most guys all right if you want to use me specifically all right 
So me personally, you need to end up having the dick as wet as possible. So you need to spit on it. You need to gag on it, right? Bobby. And it, it, exactly. As Bobby as lubricated with your mouth as possible. And the thing with you is you paid special attention to the balls. And while you were sucking on the balls, I remember you jerking me off. And while you were jerking me off, you kept spitting on the dick. So and she did that it is, yeah. And, and, and I'm telling you, it's, mm. and it wasn't just same thing like us where we don't just start at the clit. She started with from the top, moving her way down. And it was, it really, because it makes us be in the mood. It's not just like, all right, let's get to the fucking part, right? When you can actually enjoy it and you, if your mouth actually feels like a vagina, you will come very quickly. So, and again, when you, when you say like a vagina, right, there's some times where women are just like, they're so turned off, they're not wet. So now it looks like you're fucking sandpaper, right? <laughs> so the mouth can be like that because if somebody is not properly hydrated or if they don't like, if they have cotton mouth or whatever, I'm just like, dude, I can't wait to get this fucking shit over with, you know? <laughs> and I'm being serious, yeah. but because she knew exactly what she was doing, it was pretty fantastic. And then, I mean, finishing in your mouth is, that's always a plus. There's no cleanup <laughs> after. So I don't have to go get the towels. So yeah. <laughs> But it was it was pretty fantastic. All right. Awesome. I got a good review. You're doing great. Is there anything she can improve on? I think it's so awkward. I would hate to have a man here that I'm like, okay, what did I do I wrong? Love it. No, I think it's good. Not on me. Yeah, it's it's, it's right honest there. feedback, right? It is. Like, and I think we don't want to end up hurting feelings. So if she wasn't good, I didn't come on here to to not be transparent. And I wouldn't blast you in front of everybody i would be like look i i think you should approve here 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 right but <laughs> oh there's no complaints there's no complaints. so are you okay if the girl holds it in their mouth and then goes to the bathroom and spits it out yeah absolutely. yeah like just as long as it's not on you absolutely what if they use it no, i don't even care if it's on i was about to say what if you use it as a lubricant because i've done that before like you know when they're coming i'm just like okay let me spit it back on you so i don't have to keep spitting on you Is wait what thing you know, when you're coming, I just kind of let it fall out of my mouth. So you use it as a lubricant to... No, I've done that before. It just depends because I'm going to be honest. Sometimes your semen tastes nasty. Yeah. I'm okay if it doesn't taste like anything at all. True. But if, I, if you have a taste, I don't want it in my mouth. Okay. I'm going to spit it back on you. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. That's fine. I mean, that, it's gross. Not, I mean, so, I'm sure it's the same for a man. Why would it be gross though? Because at that point... I, I, I'm you just have very to, like gag reflexes. If it's sure, not, sure. doesn't taste well, I'm not going to keep it. There's nothing... Like, I think... Once we come, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, that's we true. Don't care. Don't care. We, we got ours, right? I so care. if we need to get back up. But I mean, I'm sure it's the same for a woman, right? I what? mean, do we we taste, right? You, I mean, I don't know. I've never. She tastes lovely. She tastes like <laughs> rainbows and unicorns with success. Wow. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is how. I would never get. To meet this I would guy. never get kicked out of Weight Watchers I if have, I was on that diet. I have actually gotten that review from multiple men. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. But I mean, you've had women that taste bad, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. So, what do you do? Um, you still swallow it and swallow what? Or She's well, not... I don't know. There's <laughs> squirters, aren't there? Yeah, but if if a girl tastes bad, you're not going to stay down there long enough for her to squirt to begin with. Oh, uh, right, true. You know? But what um, if you feel bad though? I had a friend who feels bad, and she'll stay down there. She, He's looking at wait, you like what? She feels she feels Yeah, like bad. so we had this whole conversation um, about Remy and she said that even if he smells, it's fine. She doesn't want to make him feel that bad. Oh so no. she'll continue. Oh no. No, no, no. If 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 it's a one time thing, then I won't make you feel bad. If it's a continuous thing, you you need to bathe. <laughs> you need to No, really. You gotta I don't do something. I think it's about bathing. Sometimes it's what you eat. Right? Mm, I've heard I that. I don't know. I've heard that. No, no, no. Because, uh, I heard like if you drink well, a lot of coffee, be, it's it very acidic. You're talking about the actual taste, taste. of the cum. Of, I think he's talking about like smells actual, from Yeah, exactly. But doesn't, doesn't a girl, I mean, I don't know, but don't they have a taste when Absolutely. they come? Yeah, yeah. That's but, what I would think. But no, it, it, the taste of cum and eating pussy, it's the same. I don't think that, unless you're squirting, right? Because it it, it does have a Do you little bit. squirt, like in your mouth or in your oh, eyes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, plenty of times. Interesting. But again, it's a matter of a guy is going to end up being as freaky and nasty as 
you want, but they don't mm, show it. I don't know about that. Yeah. I really? I don't. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Mm. Okay, give me examples. Examples of men that yeah. don't yeah. stay down there very long. <laughs> that, but that's not being freakier. Like what I'm well, saying is, if you said to a guy, right, that I want you to put a shark fin on your back, hump the theme song <laughs> to Jaws while I'm on my period, right? The guy's gonna be like, "All right, cool. At least I'm gonna get it in." That's what I'm like. Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, now, if you can, if you can deter me from that mindset, because a guy will never fucking turn down pussy. Okay. Ever, let's, ever. Let's change the so, example to I want you to fuck another guy. Wait, what? That really turns me on. I want you to fuck another guy. Well, it's, how? What? That turns me on. Okay. Well, watch porn. <laughs> oh, see. Wait, you want? So, no, no, no. Because so now you're talking about changing. Scene. No, that's not freak. Like I'm talking about. Okay. We would, not fuck fr- another guy. I want you to kiss another guy or jerk him off or. Insert yep. anything here. When I say freaky for his own benefit, he's looking to <laughs> penetrate some part of your body. He's not looking to mouth hug his another eyes guy. are yeah. That, what what is this? It's What's the difference between that and saying, a, all right, go go do something with bestiality? Yeah. That, that doesn't mean anything. Oh, no, that's different. the same. Your what? statement what? though was if that you guys not, will get as freaky as you want with you, not with the neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> like well, seriously, so you have boundaries. I, yes, yes. <laughs> I have boundaries. I'm not going to speak for everybody. So you've never been have, with a man. I have never. That's been okay. With a man. I don't think we, none of us have been with a woman. Correct. 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 Is that out of choice or is it? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because because so I'm, we, I'm being we, honest. We find women attractive. I yes. find women attractive. I love boobs. Okay. I do. I'll stare at somebody's boobs. I'll stare at the body. I yeah. do. Agreed. I just can't get past. I, I just love men. Yeah. I love men too much. Yeah. And I can't get past the. I don't know. I mean, women are beautiful. I go to strip clubs. I'll sure. look at them. I'll sure. give them money. I'll smack their ass, but mm-hmm. I just can't get myself there. But maybe I'm just not drunk enough. So I don't know. <laughs> really? Is it drunk well, enough? Yeah. I don't know. I, women are beautiful. Yeah. I mean, if she was hot, like I used to think Carmen Electra was so hot She's back in the so day. Gorgeous. She's so gorgeous. And I'm like, would I do her if mm-hmm. she wanted me? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I, I've done so many nevers already mm-hmm. that why not at this point? True. I mean, what am I, what am True. I being so sacred for? I'm not for? necessarily opposed to it, but I think it, <laughs> it could right never replace the masculine Agreed. energy. But it. there is something sexy about a sexy woman. 100%. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I love men. I feel like nowadays it's bad to be a heterosexual woman. Like it's almost looked upon like you're crazy. Sure. No, I love men. That's mm-hmm. what I want. I want men. But yeah. women are beautiful and I can see why. I don't go to men's strip clubs. Mm. I don't think it's attractive mm-hmm. when they're swinging their yeah when their balls are flapping in your right. face. Right, I think it right. is. I like <laughs> it. You yeah. Do? See, I don't like it. I'd rather go to a women's strip club. I like both. So. Yeah. You watch Magic Mike? Yeah. Like, what's the difference between going to a strip I've never club? Watched and, Magic. Oh, you haven't? No, I haven't. Okay. Have you? Yes. Oh no. I, I watched watch. all the all the I episodes. The previews. See, I think That's we nice. can look at that right because I watched Magic Mike and I'm like, dude, this guy is incredible yeah and we can appreciate it like we really i think it's I, I think, the same but it's there's a there's a line sure that, yeah, yeah. Of course. I, I think guys are very um out of tune with their own masculinity right like if you can appreciate carmen electra i can appreciate channing tatum or yeah. ryan gosling or wh- whoever it, but is, it, right? has to, it has to yeah. be somebody on my level too because when we go to the strip club like i'll see beautiful women but mm-hmm. i have this mother instinct and this is a funny story i went to a strip club once with a bunch of married people and i was the only single one there and the men were so well behaved their wives were all over the women getting yeah. lamp dances doing everything and the men talked in a group and didn't look they were so <laughs> amazingly sweet and respectful which we know that's not really them because they go out on their own too Mm -hmm. but in front of their wives it was like it wasn't interesting at all like Mm -hmm. literally i remember my best friend getting a lab dance by a beautiful woman and her husband turned his head and looked at it (laughs) looked at his friend and started talking i think he almost felt like if he was looking he'd get in trouble absolutely but i remember one of the girls got hurt and all of a sudden i became a mom and i said we need to ice it lay down we put ice on her ankle and then it was like this mommy mode thing and i'm like oh when you say one of the girls do you mean one of the strippers one of the strippers correct one of the strippers got hurt because she had really big heels on Mm -hmm. and she 
sprained her ankle. Mm-hmm. Then I became this mom. And then it was so weird because we all became moms mm. and we're like nursing her back to health. She's <laughs> sitting in our booth. We have ice on her. She's taking, but it was so weird because I'm like, oh, this is why I can't. Cause I think unless they were on my level, yeah. I think younger, even though they're beautiful, there's still this like mommy instinct. Sure. It's kind of odd. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, I don't think I could do this. Mm. But if she was my age and she looked hot, Maybe so, but I mm. think like so the is younger that because one, you have daughters. I do. I have four, five. I have a lot of daughters. Um, it's a long <laughs> well, story. I well, have nieces, nieces that you adopted, right? Or less. Adopted, but I have, and they're beautiful. And actually, one worked in a strip club as a mm. bartender, and mm-hmm. I was really mm-hmm. upset when I found that out. So I think it is like this, still this motherly thing, because a lot of <gasps> these girls were young enough to be my daughter. Yeah. So here I am admiring their beautiful bodies, but then also there's this just weird line. Where Instinct. with men, it's not like that. Men like, not all men, most men, I don't think have that. They're okay with dating women their daughter's age mm-hmm. or 20-year-olds. Mm-hmm. That doesn't face yeah. them. Yeah. Am I correct? 100%. Even though you have a daughter. Yes. You'd be okay with dating somebody at 22 her age. Yeah. Uh, 25. That's 27. No. I. Uh, hey, we're calling a spade a spade, right? I I was dating a 22-year-old when I was 41. So 40, sorry. So 18-year age difference. Right. But it's Did that gap not become problematic in any way? Sure. I mean, it? yeah, yeah, because we would love to say I think even you guys agree it, it, sometimes it's not about age, it's about maturity, right? Mm-hmm. Um it's a matter of mindset. Our circumstances that we go through dictate the outcomes, right? If somebody goes through a um, a really, really hard breakup, people cope differently. There's two ways to go about it. Maybe there's other ways, but there's two ways to go about it. One, you can sit there and you can take time to heal and figure out that in every relationship, unless somebody is uh, physically, mentally, verbally abusive, uh, unless somebody cheated, then there's enough blame to go around. And that's what we don't do. We don't self-reflect and say, you know what? I wish I could have done this differently. I wish I could have, you know, before it got to this level, I wish I could have acted differently. This and that. So that's one is you can take time to self-heal. But the second thing, and this is ironically what I did when I was talking to this young lady, is that when you get out of a really hard relationship, it's like, all right, at this point, that didn't work out. I'm going to go fuck anything that moves, and it's almost mm-hmm. like a. It's almost like you're not, you're not letting yourself be vulnerable and accountable. It's like, all right, I'm hurting now. It's better to hurt anybody else than myself getting hurt as well. And now it's because you got out of that relationship that we all have friends, right? Like, what's better for a guy than sitting there bringing arm candy at 22 years old and everybody being envious of you? That, so she was you know, basically a rebound. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and like it was never going to end up being serious, but it also lasted a good month, right? So, it's it's the guy's psyche. Like at this point, what I value now, after going through ups and downs like roller coaster of emotions throughout life, is different than what I valued at thirty five, that I valued at twenty five, that I valued at fifteen. So, yeah. You you change as as your circumstances change. But the gap is really noticeable, too. I, I dated somebody that was almost nearly double my age when I was 20-something. And there was a point where I was like, mm, I have a dad. Because I felt he was almost trying sure. to be my dad Absolutely. and trying to take care of me. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. No, I actually have a dad and I yeah. love my dad. And it became too weird. And before I stopped it before it became anything. But I also see where... It's fun, but also now, like, I have a brother who was dating kind of young, and one day he's like, I'm done with these 20-year-olds. And I go, why? He goes, they want to do clubs and dancing. He's like, Mm -hmm. I just want to go to a bar Mm -hmm. and talk Mm -hmm. and drink scotch. And then it became, like, this visible, like, he was like, I'm in a different world now. Like, before he loved the young girls, Mm -hmm. but he came to a point with maturity where he's like, oh, I I don't want to do clubs all night. I want to go to a nice bar, have a conversation, talk sit back, relax. I don't want to do clubbing like the 22 year old did. And that's when he stopped when he's like, I'm exhausted. They're exhausting. He's like, it's too much, you know? And then I think that's when it turned for him was just like the actual. But doesn't that come to the original point of the maturity? Because when you get to a certain age, you're just like, you know, all I want to do is just go have a drink. Right. Right. And and have a conversation of substance. 
with friends or family or whatever, and you can't sit there and take that loud pounding music and right. doing the same thing where you're paying $18 for a drink, right? <laughs> and you're just like, all right, I got that out of my system in my 20s. Uh-huh. So it's it's a matter of where you are in that moment when you can like flip a switch and say, all right, this is the demographic. This is the age range. This is the maturity level that I'm going for. Then everything kind of falls into place. You get all your ducks in a row, you know? I'm having way more fun in my 30s. Than I ever did in my twenties. Yeah, I guess I yeah. think because you know what you like now. Yeah, I think in that's your twenties you don't know. And honestly, I think with our Christian background, we were trying to do it well, by the rules exactly. Sure. And, and the rules really hinder you. And you try to do everything right, and you try to be celibate because I did that for years. And you're trying to follow everything <laughs> correctly, and then you come to a point where you're like, "Fuck it." <laughs> We do not have much more time on this earth. Let me just have fun. Yeah. And yeah. I make out with 30-year-old bartenders now. I mean, that's what no. I do. Can I, can I ask you guys a, fun. Like a serious question? So I struggled with this. Uh, so originally I'm from Pakistan, right? My mother is Catholic. My dad is Muslim. I struggled with this because a, a lot. And I, I heard one of your podcasts as well. You were talking about your upbringing and Correct. you were talking about huge uh, influence. Your, exactly. How you view sexuality. Yes. As a bad y- thing. Yes, exactly. Oh, course, right. Especially in Catholicism. It, perfect. Guilt ridden. Okay. So my question is, we were talking earlier about, we want to end up guys. We want to end up having the, the nastiest, dirtiest, freakiest person in the bedroom. And then, you know, outside of the bedroom, you know, prim proper. What, it doesn't even have to be <laughs> the prim proper. The virgin porn star sure. that we talked about in episode 15, I think. <laughs> so my question is this. Does your culture and religion and the background to what you have, does that then limit you? Of course, 100%. In the bedroom. All the time. Yes. Of course. So I, You I'll, can't be free from it. Because yes. in the back of your mind, you are thinking about it. Well, well I'm going to take There's it. lines. Like yeah. you don't, maybe anal's one of them for me. Sure. You just don't do that. But maybe it's because I was, ta- I mean, I was even taught to shower, not to touch yourself. Like yes. don't even clean it. You just use your water with a bucket. Yes. You don't touch it. That's a no, no. Right. So that was hard for me because I didn't start masturbating until well into my thirties because mm. it was such a difficult sure. thing for me to do. Yes. I remember I heard on the shower. Right. No, but it is. <laughs> Hmm, that's yeah. my baby. No, that was a huge <laughs> factor for me too. Right. I grew up in a very conservative Christian home. Yes. That was no, no. Like you were celibate until you were married. And even within the confines of marriage, there's taboo things. Of course. And, and see, um, I have a slightly different perspective here. I mean, I understand about waiting until marriage and I mean, I've had sex before. Right. But I understand the reason behind it. Because you, know, you, don't, you don't have anything to compare to is what they really go Well, on. that's part you of it. You have a connection, but you, when you don't have anything to compare, you're not craving anything. But when you've had really good sex, <laughs> then you do compare. But then it's natural. another thing to think about, too, is if you get married and for some reason your partner is not able to have sex anymore, what are you going to do? Just run out and have sex with anybody because you're like, oh, I need sex. So I understand the reason behind that. But my upbringing is when you do have that husband, then you can like explore and get buck wild and things like that, which are. Let, let's just use that example. Let's just say your husband can't have sex anymore. Do you think your husband loves you enough to be like, you know what? I can't do this for you. And I know it's something natural and you need. You're good to go. Because I've heard of those. Because if they yeah. can't have sex with you, are you supposed to also, I guess. There's more, but there's more to relationship than sex. No, I'm not you saying know, that. that. I'm not saying that. But sex is a huge thing, right? How would you do with somebody in a uh, sexless marriage? I mean, I'm, you see how sexless marriages turn out all the time. Yeah, but why do we always use women as the example? Why can't it be a guy? Where let's say the it woman's vagina, no, it goes both ways. Falls and, out and Scarlett and has had a lot of conversations. Oh with yeah, about this. Because I'm on Ashley Madison, so I talk to yeah. guys in sexless marriages all, all the time, the time. Mm. right? Yeah, that's very prevalent. I, I think I, it's such an instinct, a natural instinct that it's hard. To, I think it sounds good in theory, and I'm not saying. Yeah. I think it sounds good in theory. Um, but let's just say he couldn't have sex. What does a whole lifetime of sex, sexless marriage, you can have the emotional and the connection in there. But what about sex? I mean, sex is a huge thing, right? Is you it know? the sex or the intimacy? Both. Right? 
I think the intimacy is more important than the actual sex. The actual act of sex. I agree. I just love to feel a good penis inside of me, though. (laughs) No, it it is nice, but... I mean, I've I've gone years without sex, and I didn't miss it. Oh, see, I missed it. And I've been gone years years without good, really (laughs) good sex. Just so we know, I'm almost on three years in October, and I miss it. I miss it. I crave it. I do. I, I could say, I wish I could stay here and say, oh, it's, you know, you forget about it. No, you don't forget. <laughs> you remember what it feels like. Yeah. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it, there's just something about, it, it's just something about entering the vagina. Yeah. <laughs> no, I totally get it. After yeah. my husband died, I went a little while where I was okay, but there reached a point, And I think it was about 90 days after he died that I just wanted to fuck anybody. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was so horny. So I don't know. That's I mean, a hard I, I guess hard there's one. no right answer. I, I I don't know. I mean, we don't know, right? I just know for myself. Even though I just can't see being in a sexless marriage, even though it's not the intimacy. I'm not seeing the emotion. And honestly, sometimes I I tell this to Scarlett. I have met great guys that I have great conversation with, and but if there's no physical, yeah. then you're just my friend. Right. Why am I with you, or why are we married or dating? If you're just you're just a friend now to me. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what we are. We're friends. You know what I mean? But it is right. <laughs> I, I need yeah. that. No, I hear what you're I saying. I need the energy. Dick energy. That, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's a very tough situation. And talking, talking to guys that are in that situation. In fact, Coach, the guy, one of the guys I've talked about on the show, he went 23 years, I think it was. Ooh. Without sex? Without sex with his wife. So it wow. was... And he... Claims to have been faithful to her in that time. So it was but all it's the guilt. I'm telling you, it's the guilt. Well, you, and I think, that's, I think that's right. So that kept him in check and just the, you know, what will people think and, you know, mm-hmm. just the social pressure yeah. to that too. But for whatever reason, he was able to do it for 23 years. That is really hard. Yeah. Ooh. So it's not impossible but really hard. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't think he thinks he should have. Like looking mm-hmm. back on it now, I think he regrets that he did that. Mm-hmm. It's like, are, they, are they still together? No, okay. no, they're divorced. That's why so, he regrets it. That And that very yeah, well could be. 100%. Because, you know. because if you're doing it to stay in a marriage and now there is no marriage, you go back and you, I mean, those are all decisions that we end up making. Like, man, I should have just done whatever. Like <laughs> knowing sure. the end result now, so. And I think it was largely keeping the family together and the kids together, which, I mean, that's a big motivator why yeah. well, I'm staying yeah. in my situation. So I understand that completely. Um, so I don't think he regrets that part of it. I just think he regrets being celibate all those years. Sure, sure. You miss out on a lot. I My yeah. whole 30s was being celibate yeah. almost. And no. you miss out on a lot. And you're like, gosh, 30s was your yeah. dirty 30s. What was I missing here? <laughs> so now I'm in yeah. my... <laughs> 40s and I'm trying to figure and it out. Just so. to answer you, Coco, I still identify as a Christian. I'm still a born again Christian that believes in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I still have that foundation. I still hear from God even. Mm-hmm. And people look at me sometimes like I'm crazy, but I have some stories of things that could only have come from a third party source with knowledge that I, in my own consciousness, did not have. Right. Yeah. So I do believe there is something bigger out there. Absolutely. I don't think I any longer buy into the premise of the traditional um, structure that we as a Judeo Christian society have put into place. In fact, you have a hard time, even if you look at biblical stories and heroes of the faith finding that traditional structure that we in modern day American society buy into. So it's, I guess it, for me, it was a journey of starting to question what I had been taught my entire Mm -hmm. life. Yeah. And even seeing and knowing people that at church look great, but knowing behind the scenes, they're fucking other people outside their marriage yeah people are people yeah but, I mean, they're not, they're not but i will always say that i feel people see people at church like they're supposed to be perfect the reason they're at church is because they're not I, I think that's what it was for me is because i was struggling with a lot that's why i was at church so i do hate when people see as people go into church that they're supposed to be perfect they're supposed to be living you know, to the code, right? But no, I, I feel like the reason you go to church is to help you with your struggles. Why mm-hmm. can't you be open about mm-hmm. it and talk to it? But the sure. problem is there's a lot of judgment in church. Well, that's the problem. Right, that's the a problem. lot of times, of course. and I'm not I'm not putting all churches in a box, but by and large, 
generally speaking, it perpetuates shame. There are imperfect people walking in those doors that are putting up a facade because of the judgment they would mm-hmm. receive if they were completely honest. Yeah. I, I disagree no. with perpetuate shame. I disagree with that. Well, I, it does happen, though. In some churches. But just from my, my experiences, I don't feel that way. And that may very well be true. I don't want mm-hmm. to take away from your experiences, but there's a lot of people out there, a lot of stories out there of people that have felt shame because of something that's happened in a church setting. And I grew up oh, in yeah, church. Oh, yeah, definitely. Some people. I've been to many churches in my life. I've been mm-hmm. to Baptist churches, non-denominational churches, I think charismatic also, churches. Where are you in your walk? If you're being honest about having an affair years ago or pornography addiction years ago or how you overcame it, then yeah, people aren't so judgmental. But if you're saying it right now, I am having affairs. Right. I am doing this right now currently. Oh, yeah, I think you get a lot of judgment. Yes. If you don't show some level, level of, of like sorrow remorse, or remorse or I am sorry I did this, there's going to be a problem. Because how many do you know that are actually in the struggle right, right now and people are so open to helping them? I think it's always like we I know were. Quite a few. Really? Yeah. I feel like it's a lot of we were or I was no, or their I testimony people that, is. People that are in struggles now, yes. But then I attend a non-denominational church. Again, we don't. But we but, don't want to put everybody. I think really, in the box. what we're trying to say is, I think religion plays a huge role. I can't be free in the bed. I'm very self conscious. I've never had an orgasm having sex ever because I can't let a lot of those things go. Feeling guilt because I'm not married to this person or I'm not monogamous or whatever it is that I feel guilt for. But there is a lot of to be said. It, it is a mindset, and I bring it into the bedroom, and I'm trying to let that go um, because, yeah, I still feel bad, and I'm 43. I I think. Uh, that's that's a um, small division to what I was uh, like. It's a substandard, right? The overall question I had is that I look at it, and I'm telling from experience. I look at it as though somebody that I'm with, partner that I can see myself eventually getting married to, right? We look at them as this wholesome, amazing, perfect. In your case, you know, conservative, and in your case, God fearing. All. You have this idea in their mind that the reason that you're going to marry them is not because they're they're a whore, right? Like it's because you see the potential of a pretty special person. So the question I think where it got misread here is how does somebody get over the fact like you want to end up being as dirty, filthy, nasty in the bedroom, but because you have this wholesome image of them. How do those two intertwine, right? Because we look at it, and I'm I'm a lot like you, from a from a, a conservative background. He's talking to Lolita, just so we know. Yes, yeah. yeah sorry, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry to Lolita. Um, but I'm looking at it as though I have this pretty amazing person that outside of the bedroom is as well put together, and inside it's just it's only going to end up being the same thing over and over because what I want to bring into the bedroom will tarnish mm. right the image of them being this wholesome perfect person because we do look at sex as something bad right or or negative Dirty. and that's that's what we've been so taught so have you personally you're saying you have struggled with this absolutely yeah i've been taught absolutely. i have been i mean no i don't look at i have been taught to look at sex as something that's negative yes well because your mom was very open with you about it right was mm-hmm. it your mom yeah, yeah and mom. so that's a big difference you look up to your mom right and so i your look mom, up to my parents period right and so when they're the ones kind of guiding you through and and letting you know it's okay that's a huge difference and my mom saying don't touch that never touch that don't do this don't yes. do that yeah. like that yeah. is huge because <laughs> no it's true no i listened to my mom when i was young and so it is hard. It's almost like you bring your parents into the bedroom, which is kind of weird. Yeah, no. But I try we not. We probably all do. Yeah. No, I bring my parents into the bedroom. <laughs> and like, what would they I be don't. saying right now? I don't. No, because your mom was great with you. I want to be like that with my kids. I don't want them to feel shame. Or I don't. It's also hard because that's the way you were I was never up. taught yeah. how to talk about openly about sex either. So there's always like, I kind of want to talk to him, but like about good sex, safe sex, missionary yeah. sex, yeah. not crazy shit. <laughs> so it's like still this balance of how freaky can you get? Yeah. Right. So this, this show might be a little therapeutic for you. <laughs> it, no, it is. It helps me a lot. I mean, I think I'm open, like even being on the show lately, like, you know, making out with my bartender, being more <laughs> aggressive with yeah. men, 
kind of putting myself out there. I am learning, but I think part of it is too, is I'm just frustrated now. Like mm. I'm in my forties. Why no. am I, what rules am I following now? Why? I've done it this far, this long by myself. What exactly, who am I trying to please at this point? You know, and I, and I think before it was like not disappointing my parents. Done that. Check that. <laughs> I had an affair. I had a child with a guy. I mean, I've disappointed them. I'm done. You know, and so now it's like, I don't give a fuck anymore. You know? <laughs> and with that, all of you out in the audience are making sure to do something to disappoint your parents. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Please make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast channel. And if you love this, don't forget to leave a rating and review. To connect with us and ask questions, visit us at goodbadhorrible.com.